Hello and welcome to the She Reads Romance Books podcast, the ultimate show for romance book lovers looking for the best books worth reading. I'm your host, Leslie Murphy, and in each short episode, I share my favorite book list of recommendations so you know exactly what to add to your must-read list. Join me as I explore the romance genre and have fun collecting book boyfriends along the way, because life is better with a love story. Hey, readers. I swear, I blinked once and November just flew by. It didn't even seem real to me that it is already time for Thanksgiving here in the States until we set off for my sister's house to enjoy our meal with family. So you can bet that I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that Christmas is less than a month away and that 2024 is coming soon after. And it's just crazy, crazy. But Over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend, we surprised my son with an early Christmas present, which was a trip to Philadelphia and tickets to the Eagles-Bills football game because he is a huge Eagles fan. So we had a fantastic weekend seeing all of the sights and the game was amazing if you didn't watch it. But Despite the weather being beautiful, almost the entire time we were there, it decided to rain for the entire game. So I have the case of the sniffles right now, but hopefully you can still understand me okay in this episode while, despite my nasal tone, so my apologies, but it was all worth it because we had a great time. And I hope you had a great month and read some fantastic romance books. I sure did. And I'm I'm excited to share them with you in this episode. As always, it's my goal to help my fellow romance book lovers find the best books worth reading. I know that not everyone has the same thoughts and opinions as me about books, but if you've checked out my lists on the blog or read any of my reviews and we seem to have similar tastes, then hopefully my thoughts and feelings on the books that I read this month will help you decide what books you definitely want to check out and or buy or which books you may just want to borrow from the library to see if they might meet your expectations in case they didn't meet mine. And if you're like me and you read a lot of books, it can get kind of difficult to remember every book and every author that you check out. So to help you keep track of your favorite and less than favorite books, consider getting your copy of the Romance Book Reading Journal to kick off 2024. It's available in paperback or hardcover, and I just recently brought back the printable version, which you can print any or all of the pages at at any time and as often as you want. It's awesome with over 70 pages, so you can check it out with the link in the show notes below. Oh, and I think at the time of this recording, I am extending the sales of my A Year of Reading Romance card deck for one more week. So if that interests you at all, definitely head to shereadsromancebooks.com and grab your coffee before I close that sales window. Now, on to my November reads. The first book that I finished was The Nanny by Lana Ferguson. I circled back to this title after I read an advanced reader copy of her new release that actually comes out today, which is The Fake Mate. That book is a contemporary werewolf romance where two werewolves strike up a mutually beneficial fake relationship. 
And because I loved it so much, I wanted to read The Nanny, which was her first release. As the title obviously depicts, it is a nanny romance where there's history between the hero and the heroine, only they don't really initially realize it yet in the beginning of the story. Cassie is an occupational therapy student who just lost her job, and she's in desperate need of cash in a new place to live while she completes her degree. She ends up spotting an open live-in nanny position for Aiden, who is an executive chef at a restaurant who's struggling with all of his you know, late night hours at the restaurant while also trying to raise his daughter on his own. The attraction between Cassie and Aiden is pretty evident to both when they first meet, despite her pretty awkward interview. But she needs the job and he needs the help, so they both try and stuff it down and ignore it. Most of this book, though, is their inner monologues about how much they want each other but can't really go there. And I, I totally understand that, you know, and I, I get that from the character's perspective. I get that the author wants to make that a key point. But it got super repetitive to the point that I almost didn't finish the book. But I did end up skimming it to finish. I think my expectations were maybe sort of a bit high going into this book after reading The Fake Mate. I do think the writing itself was good, but the story development had its problems in my mind. But I did love the only fans aspect of this story. As it turns out, Cassie realizes that Aiden was her most popular client on her now-closed OnlyFans account, where she got pretty steamy with A, as he had called himself. So I really did like that aspect of the story, which gave it a uni unique twist. But overall, I think I'm just glad I borrowed it from the library. But I will continue to read her books because I think her writing is pretty good. The next book that I read that you should absolutely put on your TBR list as it doesn't release until December 26th, it can be your present to yourself, you know, after the holiday or with any gift card money you receive. And that is On the Plus Side by Jenny L. Ho. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. Maybe not. But this is my first Ho book, but her second romance release. Last year, I think she released her debut novel called The Makeup Test, which is a book about two college exes battling out for a spot in a PhD program. So this book made my list of best academic rivals to lovers books, and I'm absolutely circling back to it since I loved On the Plus Side so much. But On the Plus Side is for those readers who love when a reality TV show is the backdrop for a romance book, and you better believe that I'm coming at you with a podcast episode on reality TV show books, as I already have the list made, and this one is definitely on there. But Everly Winters, our heroine, she finds out that she's been nominated as the next contestant for On the Plus Side, which is a reality TV show working to change dialogue around fat representation and take back the negativity surrounding the word fat. She's the perfect candidate because she's changed in recent years from the carefree woman who lived out loud like her plus-size grandmother, but who now tries to you know, blend into the background and wants to remain unseen at work and in her personal life. But once filming gets rolling, she finds herself drawn to and opening up to the cameraman for the show, Logan. Now, 
I myself am someone who does not like watching reality TV at all. I mean, go ahead and sue me, but I really cannot stand the drama, the fakeness of it all. But books about reality TV are another story. I love them. Everly, gosh, she is such a wonderful heroine, someone who's so down to earth and definitely someone you just love to hang out with or even design your own tattoo. I loved how Ho weaves in her backstory about her close relationship with her grandmother and her strained relationship with her mother, but really not making it all about them. You can absolutely see that there's this beautiful, creative, fun woman who's hiding herself and therefore depriving the world and herself really of all the gifts that she possesses. And while Everly was clearly the star of the show and the book, Logan, though, is another character that absolutely made this story for me. Besides being behind the scenes, literally behind the camera, following Everly around, his presence and support of Everly was everything, and he's, you know, what book boyfriends are really made of. If you're looking for a fun, enjoyable romance with characters, you'll completely fall for with a cute storyline that you're definitely going to want to read on the plus side. It's right up there in my mind with The True Love Experiment by Christina Loren that came out this year as my favorite romance books featuring reality TV shows. So you can check out more about what I loved about this book on the blog in my review if you want to learn more. The next book that I read is Billionaire Lumberjack by Gwen McNamee. I actually talked about this book in last week's episode on the best snowed in romance books. So if you missed that episode, I'll include a link in the show notes so you can listen to it as well. Because I just love forced proximity books where the hero and the heroine are snowed in together. And that's what really drew me to this title. This isn't sort of an only one bed situation, but they are deep in the woods in a blizzard with nowhere to go, so they are all up in each other's business. As a quick recap, Brooke is a woman fleeing Seattle and hoping to spend just a few days at her friend's remote cabin, but she ends up taking a wrong turn in her beat-up truck and basically stalls out in the middle of a huge snowstorm. But luckily for her, she ventures into the woods and finds Bo chopping wood. I mean, of course, in a blizzard. And he brings her in and warms her up because she's basically collapsed with mild hypothermia on his doorstep. So most of this book is really the two of them trying not to step on each other's toes while they're in this small cabin with both of them having these mysterious past and traumas that are only alluded to but never really shared until maybe the very end. This is one of those books that, honestly, it's just a quick read. It doesn't have a lot of depth, but it kind of met my needs for picking it up. I wanted a fun, slightly steamy Snowden romance, and that's what I got, you know. So it, if that's something that you're looking for, you can check out Billionaire Lumberjack. The next book I actually listened to as an audiobook, and those can always be very hit or miss for me. I just don't know why it is what it is about audiobooks and me, but I listened to Gifting Me to His Best Friend by Katie Robert. It was so good as I was listening to it that I mentioned it, I think, in last week's episode on holiday romance books with a humbug because I just couldn't not talk about it while I was listening to it. So at the risk of repeating myself, there is a reason that this made my list of best spicy Christmas romance books because it is definitely spicy. 
So if you don't like erotic romance books, then don't read it. Don't listen to this novella. If you do, though, it is fantastic to read. It is a fantastic book to read this holiday season if you want one that's going to get you really hot and bothered. But it is about a married couple, Emma and Grayson, who are spending the Christmas holiday with Grayson's best friend Derek in a cabin in Colorado. Grayson and Derek have been friends for years, and Emma has sort of just fit right in when she got, when they got married. But there's always been this hint of attraction between Emma and Derek, but it wasn't until this current Christmas, the one in the book, that she and Grayson acknowledge it, and then Grayson decides to gift her to his best friend. So this is basically a novella about all three of them exploring their attraction and love for each other. It's totally taboo, it's hot, and it's really good. So if that interests you, check out Gifting Me to His Best Friend by Katie Robert. The next book that I finally finished was One Last Rainy Day, The Legacy of a Prince by Kate Stewart. Now, this is the much-anticipated spinoff book to her Ravenhood series that gives Dom's point of view of the events in the first two books of that series, Flock and Exodus. I think she was originally planning on it for it to be a novella, but it eventually became like a 400-plus page novel in and of itself. Now, I love Kate Stewart. She is one of my favorite romance authors, and the Ravenhood series is just amazing and one of the best series I think I've ever read. I am so grateful that Kate was willing to dive back into this world and give us Dom's perspective because to me, in the original series, he was kind of this enigma to me, which isn't bad, but he was just this enigma. So I was excited to sort of learn more and get more from his point of view. But I also think I went into this with expectations that it was going to be like the finish line, meaning in that book, Stuart really dove into Tobias and gave us a rich backstory for him and a story that really, really added to the series. So I wanted to get that, you know, just as deep of a backstory to Dom and to see all of the key events from Flock and Exodus from his eyes. But they were kind of glassed over, which was kind of a bummer. Um, But overall, I'm super glad I read it. And if anything, this book made me super excited for Tyler's book, which she's going to be working on next. So yay to that. But again, it just sort of, I think, missed my own expectations that I had put on it for myself. The next book that I read, I should say listened to, was Love Light Farms by B.K. Borison. This book and series is super popular, and I'm so glad that I finally dived in because I loved it, and I totally gave it five five stars, like no questions asked. And again, that's super surprising because I listened to the audiobook, and with audiobooks, I find it just really hard to get invested in the story, but this one was really different. I loved how the narrator, whose name I'm totally blanking on in the moment, but she really brought Stella and Luca to life in the best way, so kudos to her. This is a second chance romance, first and foremost. It does take place at a Christmas tree farm, so I guess you could call it a Christmas romance, but really you can read it any time of year, and I would because it's awesome. But it's about Stella, who bought Love Light Farms about a year ago, but now all the problems that she's faced since buying it are kind of catching up to her. And she's facing some serious financial problems. 
desperate for some good PR to help get people to visit, but also to potentially earn some much needed prize money. She enters into a contest hosted by a social influencer named Evelyn St. James, who likes to spotlight small businesses. But one slight hiccup to make the farm stand out as even more magical than it already is, Stella lies on her application and says that she owns it with her boyfriend, a boyfriend that she doesn't have. Now that she's been accepted and faced with Evelyn coming to town, she has to find a fake boyfriend. And her only and obvious choice is her best friend of 10 years, Luca. Let me just say that this book was super adorable. Stella, or Lala, as Luke calls her, is such a fun heroine who is so scared to change the status of her friendship with Luca for fear that she will lose him like everyone else in her life. But she really does love him. It's so super sweet. And while this is only told from her point of view, you can already tell that Luca is the best friend anyone could ask for and is so completely perfect for Stella. The best part of this book for me is the way that Luca can totally read Stella and he doesn't let her hide anything. Actually, they both call each other out if something looks like it's bothering them so they don't let it fester. And they're just sort of honest with one another in every way, except for the fact that they both do love each other and want to be more than friends. So there is that. But I loved how Luca easily jumped on board with the fake relationship and how he just calmed her fears at every turn. He understood her hangups and yet was there for her no matter what. And even with the point of, of conflict arose where I was totally bawling my eyes out, he was just such a good man. Like, I just love you, Luca. You're so great. And even the steaminess, you know, it was perfect. Not overly steamy, but it was just, again, perfect for what the story needed. This is book one in what is to be a four-book series. Borson sets up the next few books perfectly with characters I cannot wait to learn more about, so you better believe I'm continuing on with this series, and I'm so excited. The next book that I read this month was Mile High by Liz Tomford. This is book one in her Windy City series. I was actually really excited to, to read books two and three in the series, book two being The Right Moves, which I'll talk about, I guess, in a minute which earned a nomination for Best Romance in the 2023 Goodreads Choice Awards. And then book three, Caught Up, which is really, really highly rated on Goodreads since it just came out. But I wanted to start at the beginning, hence reading Miles High, which is an enemies to lovers book, which I'm always up for because it's my favorite romance book trope. But this is a story about Xanders, an NHL enforcer and man whore with a reputation of having a different lady pretty much every night. And Stevie, the curvaceous flight attendant who Xanders likes to egg on on their flights to away games. Their attraction is super evident, but Stevie's been burned by an athlete in the past who never really put her first. And Xander's reputation doesn't bode well for succumbing to their attraction. But Xander's pursues and attempts to show Stevie that there's perhaps more to the man than what you see in the media. If you love egotistical heroes who can back it up and who give the best banter, then you're going to love Z. It was actually the moments when he went soft and spoke quietly with such vulnerability that really got to me in this book about him. 
And V, gosh, she's this, you know, dog-loving, thrift-clothes-wearing heroine that just seems super cool. From their amazing back and forth, the vulnerability they share, and the way they slowly open up to one another, this was a book I really couldn't put down. I highly recommend it. And I love how Liz pulled from her own experience as a flight attendant for a pro sports team to write this romance, which I think is pretty cool. So after reading Mile High, I went right into book two, The Right Move, which is a roommates to lovers romance. This book also ended up being my pick for the November Romance Book Reading Challenge, which was to read one award nominee or winner. And again, since this book was up for Best Romance in the 2023 Goodreads Choice Awards. And I think as of this recording, it's made it into the second round. It was the perfect pick for me this month. And again, if you read Mile High, you already met the hero and heroine of the story. But if you wanted to dive right into this book, I think you could read it as a standalone, you know, no problem. But this is V's twin brother Ryan's story with her best friend and fellow flight attendant Indy. It's also a basketball sports romance because Ryan is a hotshot NBA player who has just been voted captain of his team. But he's super focused on his sport and is super private, which is why he is not happy with his sister begging him to let her friend move into his spare bedroom. But of course, he'd do anything for his twin sister, so he agrees to let Indy move in, setting up a really great forced proximity love story. Indy actually really doesn't want to move in either, but she's desperate for a place to stay because she had walked in on her boyfriend of six years in bed with another woman. Yikes. So she's reeling from this heartache while trying not to step on Ryan's toes, while also in desperate need to save some cash for reasons I won't share for risk of any spoilers for that story. But I loved how these two bantered at the beginning because Ryan was just really thrust out of his comfort zone and Indy was just sort of at her wit's end with life. Their relationship to me, really shows how opposites attract and can make it work despite those differences and actually be really good for one another. I would say if you love a good wounded hero and a sweet love story with adorable nicknames, then don't pass up the right move. Now that wraps up my reading list for November and you're probably wondering where the heck is Iron Flame on my list since it's probably the most anticipated new romance book release for November. Don't fret, I have the book and I'm about to crack it open. So stay tuned for my review on the blog and my thoughts to share on it in my upcoming podcast episode on my December reading list. I'm definitely ready to dive into this, you know, 600 plus page book. I just had to get through others and wrap up those up first before diving into Iron Flame. So there's my list for November. I got super busy trying to get ready for the launch of my A Year Reading Romance card deck and other projects behind the scenes. So I feel like I kind of read less overall this month, maybe. It was a bit ADD with starting and stopping books, but overall, I think it was a really good month of reading, so I'm happy. Remember that I recap my reading list every month on She Reads Romance Books podcast and on the blog, so be sure to follow the podcast so you can catch all of these episodes to get even more great recommendations. Until next time, happy reading! That's all for this episode of the She Reads Romance Books podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and found some new books to add to your TBR list. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. 
It really helps me reach more romance book lovers like you, and I appreciate your support. If you're a book boyfriend collector like me, then you'll want to join my email list so you never miss a podcast episode or a new book list. Just visit shereadsromancebooks.com slash join and sign up today. As a thank you, I'll instantly send you my list of top 10 book boyfriends that will make you swoon. Trust me, you don't want to miss this list. Thank you for listening, and until next time, happy reading.